0: Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother from another mother, Andy Crow. Andy, well, Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. I gotta. I have to... We've been doing this a hot minute, and I get the intro wrong every time. I always want to come in too early.
0: Oh, and I just you would coffee that. all over myself. Did you see that?
1: <laughs> I did, and... Uh, I wasn't gonna mention it, but that's good stuff. It'll <laughs> warm me
0: up. It's a cold day. It is cold here, that's for sure. It
1: is it is it's chilly here. We're not gonna get above 35 today. I'm I'm pretty stoked. But uh yeah, so so coming into the Christmas, this is our this is our Christmas episode. Um, I'm excited about that. I've always, you know, I've talked in, in, in past uh, episodes. I love Christmas uh christmas was all about family growing up spending time with the grandparents and my cousins i remember waking up christmas day and calling my cousin and then she would tell me everything she got i would tell her everything i got and we would just pass the phone around and everybody talked to everybody and it was it was that it was family it was a christmas story um and I, I, that's what christmas was to me as a kid um and i think as i've grown it's become less and less about the hustle and bustle and yes i love watching my kids open their presents and yes i love still being with family um but i think the older i've gotten the more it's hit that it's not necessarily about the hustle and bustle and i think that's what we're going to get at here shortly but uh but Chad what are what are some christmas things you do on every christmas
0: you know it's it's evolved or I have to take that back. Don't we don't want to be talking that? I'm I'm talking about evolution here. Um, don't
1: you talk about evolution on this
0: show? Don't but you it's doing. it's changed uh, through seasons of life. Where I think now in the the role I have at the church, there is a lot of you know hustle and bustle, for lack of a better term. We're bit I'm busy, and I really look for that moment on Christmas Day when it all kind of just comes to a still and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the quiet that comes through christmas but you know i do i do enjoy the the food and i i got a real tree this year which uh it's not lasting as long as i thought it was it's not really drinking the water i keep putting it in the the bottom's definitely drooping i need to find oh. if you know any miracle cure I remember my grandmother used to put something in the tree, and I can't remember what it was. But if you know anything I could put in the water to kind of save this. Coffee? Coffee grounds. Oh.
1: Okay. Now, I don't know this for a fact, but I have read that if, like, your plant is dying or whatever, there's some coffee in it. It'll pep up.
0: I might have to try that. I thought my grandmother used to put an aspirin. I thought my grandmother used to put an aspirin in it, in the water. Was it having a heart attack? It's dying. Well, it's already dead, right? An they chucked it down.
1: My <laughs> having a heart attack. Give me an aspirin and those shocking paddles.
0: <laughs> no, it's already a little dry in the bottom. The shocking paddles are gonna set it up in a blaze. Oh, I didn't think. That. Yep, we're all we're all
1: burning to that. At least we'll be warm. Um. Yeah,
0: but that, I'm looking that's... forward to the the quiet after Christmas Day, and I'm gonna spend a couple of days. Um, out of town and, and kind of some peace and quiet and just sort of regroup so uh i'm looking forward to the i'm looking forward to the quiet
1: i have two kids nine and six
0: You're just no quiet
1: i have a dog that's two i have a doctor wife who be
0: careful who's younger than you we'll just keep it that way
1: doctor wife no no she's not younger than me don't you laugh <laughs> I her? i was
0: trying to help you
1: Don't you laugh her, but she would prefer to be quiet. And so let me put it this way. My wife, doctor wife has two kids, nine and six that are boys, a dog that that is two and a husband who is about as mature as the median age of their kids. Um, There's not going to be a lot of quiet in this house. The rest of the day and and Christmas day, so going to be a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of games, a lot of yelling, good yelling. Uh you know, once my my kids open their presents and uh I can give you a little more detail on that later on what's going to happen, but it's it's going gonna, gonna to be chaos in the crow's nest. Uh, so
0: Christmas the... day is a Lord's day. Are you going to church? Oh, absolutely. All right, just checking.
1: So we have, uh, we have service and on Christmas Eve and then, then Christmas day. So I will be there. I will be there. I may be packing a Nerf gun, but I, I will be there. <laughs> I always wanted to, to have a youth group like on Christmas day and then, you know, do a short devotion and then just pelt them with Nerf bullets as a way to say that I love you. But, uh, I never felt like it was right to take them away from their family for True. extra stuff.
0: So. Unless you get that, that magical time when Christmas day's on a Sunday.
1: Yeah. But even then I think I would, you know, we we'd have service in the morning, but not, not evening service. True. So, but uh, who knows, maybe one day it'll happen. But <clears throat> all that being said, with this being our, our Christmas episode and, you know, a lot of our episodes are, are not geared towards kids. Not that we're, you know, not explicit. Family, you know, but we, you know, we talk about life and your kids really just aren't interested in what we have to say. And I get that. Um
0: Our kids aren't interested in what, we have, to say. Interested
1: in what we have to say. I should, I should put that way. Like I start talking and my youngest is like, dad. <laughs> um. So yeah, but tonight, today whenever you're listening this is a very family-centered show we're gonna we're gonna go through the Christmas story and so um you know like the song says round up your kids I'm pretty sure it does not put it that way I maybe changed the lyrics to Silent Night you know round yon virgin and uh you know cozy up next to the fireplace and uh let's let's go through the Christmas story little bits at a time and let's Let's talk about it.
0: Sounds good. I mean, I so, think this would be this would be the equivalent if you did a um a lessons and carols on Christmas Eve without the carols because nobody wants to hear that.
1: Yeah, we uh, we're not getting paid in general for this, but we're dang sure not getting paid to sing.
0: I'm a little congested anyway. Although two episodes ago I did sing to you, so <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's let's go to the word and and let's hear the story of Christmas
1: All right i'm gonna I'm gonna start us off if you don't mind. go ahead. Uh, I'm going to be reading Luke one twenty six to thirty five says in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to uh, from God to the city of Galilee named uh, Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, O favor one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled and saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have uh, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. and His name shall be called Jesus and he will be great. And will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him a throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will know no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born and will be called Holy, the Son of God. And I think if we look at that for a second, I know we we've talked about Mary a little bit before, but if you just take time to look at that, like what an experience. Could you imagine? First of all, like we have this vision of angels in our head with their white flowing robes and their uh... little halos.
0: Or Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life.
1: Right, you know, this (laughs) sweet old man. Or their wings or whatever. And, you know, every time a bell rings, an angel gets their wings.
0: Um, I don't know that that's the case. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's not the case. I think the Bible's pretty clear that we're we're, uh, superior creatures to the angels. We're in a higher order than they are. And I mean,
1: so... One, this creature comes down and is like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, Mary's probably a little terrified at the moment. Um, But this experience is just all striking to me. I can't, I can't imagine at fifteen or so being, you know, just chilling, and then all of a sudden, this this angel scares the bejesus out of me, and then. Tells me what's going to happen. And you have, or not you, she has such a short amount of time to process that.
0: And then, yeah. And, and at the end of that interaction, I, I don't know if it's like the last part of 35 or 36, right? She says, she basically says, here, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Um, you know, let me, I think it's let me be uh, with the accordance of your word, right? She's like, it's 38. And okay. Mary said, "Behold,
1: I am the servant of the Lord, and let it be according to your word." And the angel departed
0: from her. Yeah, I mean, you know, even with that, that not just the the being awestruck by the angel, but then to hear this story, and then just you know, at fifteen, be like, "I'm, I'm good. I'll do this." Yeah, yeah I mean, it's hard. I mean, I I think it's a testimony to her faith. Um you know, and I, I think we talked about this uh, a week or uh, episode or so back, but um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a testimony to her faith, and, and you know, she was she was strong. I, I think about, it makes me think about Jude, in the book of Jude, where he calls us to contend for the faith, you know, he calls the people he's writing to, but I think that the letter of Jude is probably, you don't have to change a word for it to really adhere to to modern times, to what we're going through today. And when he calls a contend for the faith, I, I look at Mary and Joseph and I think they're a, they're a really prime example of those in scripture who contended for the faith.
1: Oh, absolutely. And again, to be so young, and I get that our age at 15 now is completely
0: different than it was then. Well, imagine Mary be on TikTok. The angel would come and be like, Oh, wait, hold up, bro. Let me let me let me watch this TikTok.
1: Let me let me finish this dance and then we'll talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's making a TikTok.
1: She's making a TikTok and the Angel's like, Greetings, and she's like, You're in my light. Hold <laughs> on.
0: Uh, and the angel's like, you want to see light. Pwah.
1: Right? So I just, you know, and we, we talked maybe an episode or two ago with the Mary. Did you know? She definitely knew. I mean, it was all all spelled out right there. She knew what was coming. Maybe there was some some gravitas that she didn't quite comprehend, but she knew, right? Yeah, she knew. And to have the faith and the wherewithal to be like, you know what, I'm not going to fight this. I'm going to do what God has told me to do, and I'm going to do it well. Um, and 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 we'll see where it goes, but I'm going to follow. And I think what an example that is. And, and man, I wish... That I had the faith of Mary sometimes, because there are times that God's like, hey, um, you know, I'm going to lead you in this direction. I'm just like, I, I, really?
0: Yeah, I don't want to go that way.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I look at the transition we made from Indiana to Kentucky, and I was, and granted, I, because of financial reasons at the church, we were transitioning out of full-time ministry into a, a bivocational role um but uh for him to bring us down here and and me not have anything secure knowing this is what god wanted but in the back of my head the whole time i'm like yeah i'm by family yeah my wife has a job that she's really excited for and that she wants and that she'll be do great things and is doing great things in um but I this doesn't fit what i want so is this what we need to be doing you know but you look at mary she had that okay so explain this to me moment but there was never a moment of questioning on on her part as to should i do this or should i do it my way she did not have a frank sinatra moment
0: she did, look at you no she did not I thought we were bringing kids. Kids right now are asking, who's Frank Sinatra? And what are these two fools talking about? I thought they are going to say the Christmas story. I mean, I, I read the verses. I, missed,
1: I, <laughs> I mean, we, we talked about TikTok.
0: That's right. Keep well, all members involved. I, I'm going to read a little bit about Joseph uh, from Matthew 1, uh, verses 18 through 21. Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in hers from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. So Joseph um doesn't really, he's uh probably not as questioning of the angel, but still gets that call to not be afraid. Well, again, I think it's because when we
1: think of angel, that's not a that's probably not what they look like.
0: Oh, no, it's and not. So-
1: you are sitting there and i really think the do not be afraid comes from that thing popped up and joseph is going to hit fight or flight mode um and just soil his robes.
0: Well i think in the show notes i'm going to drop a link to an article that kind of describes what angels what biblical angels according to the bible's um according to the bible what angels would look like and yeah uh, but are, i think
1: that'll help because almost A good chunk of the time when angels appear, it's, it's, hey, let's not be afraid. Look, I'm I'm from God, right? And so, but no, could you, like, Joseph is already questioning, like, okay, so my fiancé's pregnant. I I had nothing to do with that.
0: And he's probably facing scrutiny from, you know, his brothers, his father, the townsfolks, right? Little town. We both have lived in little towns. (laughs)
1: The boys are giving him the business. Mm-hmm. He's the butt of all jokes. He's upset. He's trying to figure out what's going on. And really, I mean, like any person, he's trying to figure out options, right? Absolutely. He wants to protect and think, her. And I think, and, it, and and we talked about this in a previous episode. The love story of, of Joseph and Mary is one that isn't talked about enough because he legit loved her and he didn't want to bring any shame or dishonor to her. And so, not only I think is he trying to figure out what's going on, how do I handle this, but in what way can I handle this, not and not damage her anymore? If that and that's probably not the best way to put it, but that's what came out of my mouth. So we're gonna yeah. go with it.
0: And when I think about the "don't be afraid," and and I and I, I'm with you, I think that there's probably a, there's there's definitely at the forefront of the angel saying that it is that sort of, you know, they're they're majestic. I'm sure there's some weird light. It's you know, don't be freaked out. Don't don't be afraid of me. There's no reason to. But I don't know. I've been pondering this that there's a maybe even a deeper side to that. Don't be afraid, and and that it wasn't just about not being afraid of them, but that. They didn't want anybody to be afraid of what they were telling them right what they were announcing that they were announcing this baby because they didn't want anyone to be afraid of jesus and you know and you think about they knew the prophecies of the messiah and the messiah is coming and and was he coming to judge them was he coming to punish them was he coming to condemn them and hearing that that god just showed up in your neighborhood Right, that God just showed up in flesh in your neighborhood could have been, yeah, you know, it could have been a little daunting for them at that time period too. Oh, absolutely! I think it had to have been. I don't know.
1: If there's any way around the the daunting factor.
0: Yeah. Um, Not the, the truth was that God was God was coming to, you know, God was coming to um, to us. He was coming for us. Well, he, and He came to be with us, and He came to reach out to us.
1: Absolutely so let's let's move on in our story and let's talk about uh let's talk about some magi let's talk about some wise men and so we're going to jump to the book of matthew and we're going to start in chapter two and i'm going to jump around a little bit i'm going to do verses one and two and i'm going to jump down to seven and go through i believe ten bear with me i'm congested i'm sorry Uh, It says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And Herod summoned the wise men secretly uh, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, go. Search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I may too come to worship him. And after listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. There is so much to unpack in these verses. There is. Um, and let's let's start with the fact that, well, let's talk about Herod, right? We'll come back to the wise men's faith and and if we want to call it that, and their their knowledge of stars and astrological things. But let's talk about Herod. Uh, he was not a dude; like he was bad.
0: Well, historians um, at the time used to say it would have been better to be one of Herod's pigs than one of his sons. Like he murdered multiple sons. I mean, the other Herod we see at the other end of, of Jesus's earthly ministry, his son, I mean, he's he's deranged. You know, they're, 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 he's, he is not, he's definitely afraid of power, right? He, you know, we, we know the story, what he does, why he wants the the wise men to tell him the time frame and where the baby is because he doesn't want this baby to be around.
1: Well, yeah, and what a, what a. Kings and world leaders, what is it that they want in life? Power. Oh, yeah. And so Herod was no different. He wanted power. And so he has power. They're calling this kid the king of the Jews, right? And then he's like, oh, well, come tell me where he's at so I can go worship him, too yeah in what world does another king bow to another king
0: uh, not not many that i know
1: no kings are constantly trying to figure out ways to take out other kings right how is it that i can undercut him how is it that i can get what he has and add to mine and so there is some um definite oh what's the word jealousy, some definite nervousness uh, in King Herod, like is somebody coming to take what's mine? You know what? I, I'm going to get them first. And so, you know, he calls the wise men. He's like, hey, you know, why don't you go find him? Come back and tell me where he is. I'll go worshiping too. And if you go on, like the wise men are definitely wise. Like they're not, they're not playing around because they know exactly what's going to happen. And so when they're done worshiping and they leave, they just go back, right? They don't go back to Herod and be like, oh, he's down in that cave under the inn. No, he they just go back home. Yeah. And they stay away from
0: Herod. They take a different route back. Yeah. They avoid him. Well, and also think about the star, right? They see this the star in the east. And so, you know, we you know, the old testament, our old testament ends in Malachi. And then there was that sort of 400 years of silence from God. They've not heard from God until, until this, right? Not that God wasn't working and God was, was loafing off. He just wasn't speaking to us. You know, there was no more prophecy. Um, there was no more signs until this star appears. And I think about was it Isaiah sixty. Verse one, right to arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And you know, I guess maybe they felt dark and, and maybe thought God, God was done with them finally. And instead of destroying them, He was just going to let them be until until this light appears.
1: Yeah, and I think this verse kind of leads to one of my favorite Christmas songs that I always forget about but it's the the beautiful star of Bethlehem. Um, There's a bluegrass version. I can't remember who sings it, but it is probably one of my favorite versions of that song.
0: Well, Andy, let's let's move on into our next section of the Christmas story, and let's talk about the angels. And I'm going to read from Luke 2, verses 8 through 14. In that region... There were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of a great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. So that had to be, you know, the shepherds are just out there at night, you know, making sure their flocks are fine. And all of a sudden, you know, this bright light, these, this angel it's talking to them don't be afraid I mean that's you, and you figure you know you, you've you lived out in the country you've been out in the woods at night I mean it's funny it, it it you could still see but it's dark and any kind of light definitely opens it up so I imagine you know it's it's pretty dark where they are although I imagine they're seeing a sky full of stars not like what you and I get to see today with all the light pollution and all that other stuff
1: Well, I I think I read, um, so if it's pitch black outside, right, like you're out in the middle of nowhere where there's no ambient light and all that, and you're walking in the dark, and you light a single candle, like that light expands exponentially. And I don't remember the exact distance that you can see that light from. But on a flat surface, you know, one candle, if it's pitch black dark with no ambient light, can be seen from pretty far away. And so you you magnify that, right? Because they're in the middle of a field. Sure, they have some stars and whatnot, but it's still pretty dark. You know, like you were saying, but you, that this is so much brighter than one candle
0: this would be like you know this this is an otherworldly experience for them you know i i think this would be (laughs) i'm gonna go there this would be the equivalent of like when people claim to see ufos look
1: i'm glad you went there i thought about
0: it (laughs) Well, I I think about it. I I lived for a, a spell in southwestern Colorado where there's a lot of supposed UFO sightings and there's a there's a whole park with a UFO observation deck. And I remember talking to them and they're like, yeah, you see all these weird these weird things. And I was like, let's look at a map. Here we are in Alamosa, Colorado, and this is the dead center. And all around us is is Cheyenne Mountain Air Force Base where NORAD is to, you know, to the to the east to the west is the was it area 51 in in Nevada and then south was the um air force base where all the aliens are supposed to be in New Mexico and they all do secret I was like this is the perfect place for for the U.S. government to test you know cutting edge fighter planes (laughs) and everything like that I'm like there's no UFOs you're just not thinking through this practically
1: Yep. Nope. I'm right there with you. But yeah, I mean, to be sitting there watching your sheep, hoping that a lion or a bear or something doesn't come out and eat your sheep, right? And or you. And livestock, Or you. Because you have to fight it off. And then all of a sudden that happens? Like, uncooked mutton is the least of my worries at this point like I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on and and how is it going to kill me
0: and I always you know think about this the fact that they made the announcement to probably the most humble of a a class society shepherds right they they weren't regal they weren't royal these weren't the movers and shakers of Bethlehem I mean these guys were were dirty
1: no, they were blue collar. Like, grab your lunch pail. Let's go to work. Mm-hmm. They were they were as common folk as common. I mean, really, even possibly under that. Um, and I think it says a lot too about about Jesus because he doesn't. You know, he's not being referred to as the good king or the good ruler or the good president or, or insert title. He is the good shepherd. Very meek, very humble. Um, and just someone who cares deeply about what they're protecting, right? Absolutely. I got a job. I love these animals. And I'm going to put my life on the line, quite literally, to protect them. And if you look at Jesus, he loved his people and everyone that he was around. Um, And I would say, you know, that love goes further than just people he was around because it reaches me and you. But, and he was willing to, to fight for us and to die for us. If, you know, and he showed that.
0: When well, it's, it, I think about the parable of the, the lost sheep, right? The shepherd leaves the 99 for one. And I think in today's world, or maybe for a lot of us, we'd weigh the average is like, well, I've still got 99. I've lost, you know, 1%. That's okay. That's good. That's a, that's a good day. I've only lost one. No, I'll, I'll let okay him go. Yeah. And not to him, him, no, not for him.
1: Not for him. No, he wants all. He wants all of it. So, in speaking of him, let's go ahead and and move on, and let's you know we've talked about the shepherds, the wise men. We've hit mom and dad, uh, but let's get into the meat of the story. Um, and if you'll bear with me, my iPad closed. <laughs> so I'm going to get that back open. Uh, but let's let's go to Luke 2, right in the beginning. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the uh, world should be registered. This was the first registration when uh, this guy was the governor of Syria.
0: Corinius What is it? Corinius.
1: Corinius, Yeah, see, this is why... This is why you're here. You give me the big words.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure I mispronounced it.
1: This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went up to be registered, each to his own. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with uh, with Mary his betrothed, who was with child and while they were there the time came for her to give birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him at the inn And so could you could you imagine you know like all of a sudden you're like, we got to do a census and everybody's like, I don't know what a census is right right and they're like, oh well, you have to go home. Uh, and you have to to register who you are and who all's in your family. And you're like, but she's pre- oh well, okay, let's go. You know, we got this. We won't be too long. And then all of a sudden, boom it's it's time to give birth and you're trying to, to find a place that you you and your 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 uh, the woman you're engaged to, by all rights, your your wife. You're trying to find a place where you're both more more her than you, but are comfortable, and you can you can have this baby, and you get there and there's no room. They're like, well, we've got this cave with our animals. You know, you can, you can stay there, and if it's that or the street corner, like you're going to take that because at least there's some protection from the elements.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and if you've if if you've experienced. The miracle of childbirth and, and, and had that sudden early childbirth, whether, you know, that it came fast or, or came early, came premature. Like there's there's a lot of stress and anxiety that goes into that to make sure that in today's standards that we get to a hospital, she didn't have that option. I mean, she right. they're in a cave, you know, I, I again, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be a Scrooge. But like our nativity scenes, they're sweet and wonderful and I love them, but they do not do this story justice because they're pretty, they're clean, the animals are there and the animals being there. I mean, you think about the risk of, I mean, today, you know, if somebody coughs, we freak out now. And it's you think about the risk of infection and that manger, right? It's a feeding trough that's probably made of stone and there's probably you know there's dried food and dried saliva from the animals and bird feces Talk about and- building an immune system oh yeah i mean it it's not pretty and she wraps them in the cloths which was the practice to do to keep their limbs straight and she does it alone she doesn't have a mom she doesn't have a midwife which even for a girl of her stature would have been common like yep. it's it's not it, it's lonely it's cold and it's stark and you know, and and later on, um, you know, it just tells us that once again, to a sort of attribute to Mary's strength and faith that she treasured these things in her heart.
1: You know, I I don't want to make light of this, and we'll we'll rein it back in after I, I make light of this. But I saw I saw a meme cartoon, whatever you want to call it, the other day, and it was Mary on the back of a donkey. You know and they're they're standing outside of the inn and the innkeeper says oh there's no room um and joseph is like i'm sorry i forgot to make reservations you know are you okay and then mary all it says is mary's going i'm fine and then underneath it was like this is how the first silent night began <laughs> that's but right you know as that is progressing there's got to be so many emotions so much anxiety, so much fear. um, So, you know, some, some, what are we going to do? And, and oh man comes about and then they're provided with this lowly, like there's a reason why we refer to it as a lowly manger. Like it's not, again, it's not what I have sitting over my mantle, right? It is, it is a lowly manger.
0: You know, this is Um, this, this is this low born King who's born who could have come, as anything he wanted you know he he could have come to us in any way that he wanted he he chose to come as a baby right the most gentle approachable and intimate way imaginable and really babies are helpless right like the most fragile thing that he possibly could be right babies babies will die if they're not touched if they're not held so it's like i mean he's relying he came to rely on people So that then people would rely on him. And I think he intentionally chose a way to to come here in the flesh to to relate to us that didn't involve fear and didn't cause fear. Absolutely. Who's afraid of a baby? Um, Well, new dads, first time dads, but they they learn quick.
1: Yes. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, he, he came in the most humble and meek manner to... To not cause any panic or upstir. Um, now, granted, there was panic. We saw that with King Herod, right? There was mm-hmm. panic. But not from mom. Not from dad. Not from the
0: innkeeper. Not from the shepherds.
1: Not from the shepherds or the wise men. Not from the little drummer boy that was left out of the Bible. That's a joke. Um, not, Not from Elizabeth and her husband. Not from John. You know, the fear came from the power in the establishment.
0: Absolutely, and and think about that through Jesus's earthly ministry. Where did Absolutely. the fear come from? The same thing. The fear didn't come from the people that he was that he was living with.
1: The fear didn't come from the people he was helping and he was ministering to. It didn't even come from the Gentiles that he called out. It came from the establishment, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, the elite. Because it's all about power to them. And Jesus is like, give it up. It's not yours anyway. Yeah. And they're just going to grab on and, and white knuckle it like it's their day job.
0: Well, Andy, if this was a Christmas Eve service, we'd be lighting the candles right about now and to to sing silent night. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the the light and I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce around between the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Luke. And I'm gonna start in John one. Uh, The first 14 verses of John 1, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light. So that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God who were born, not of blood or of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory is of the father's only son, full of grace and truth. I'm going to read from the gospel of Luke chapter two, verses 29 through 32. And this is some of my my favorite scripture in all the Bible is the, the song of Simeon. Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people, a light to lighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. So so go ahead. I I
1: so the the word became flesh. Um that verse, so I I I rarely will take a verse from the message.
0: Uh but um, yeah. But Eugene Peterson but, man, he, he and he So it.
1: I have used this and we've we've this is, you know, uh, yeah. Turner would, would read this on Christmas Eve the last couple of years in front of everybody as we lit the candle. Um and it's I definitely I use this with my youth groups to explain discipleship and ministry and 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 evangelism. Uh, and so I think the the message version of that verse, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right I think that hits so hard as to really the great and it falls back into the great commission. um so often in life, we think it's our goal to get somebody in church. And yeah, people need to be in church don't 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 take this the wrong way. But sometimes the only church people are going to see is you. True. And so move into your neighborhoods. Like the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. And it is with all people. And so go out and share the gospel in your neighborhood. Do it with how you act. Do it with the words you speak. Do it with, you know, all of that. Be a walking gospel presentation. You don't have to Bible thump your neighbor, no, right? but be a walking guy and I struggle with this. I know that you probably do. um everybody does, right? Like nobody's perfect. but we're we're called to be in 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 constant group or whatever how you want to look at that. we're called to be in relationships. And so that's what Jesus did, right? Jesus came down. The word literally became flesh. And he was a part of that community. Until the day he died, he was part of that community. And the cool thing with Jesus and his death is even after he died, he's still a part of that community. Amen. Because three days later, he was like, hey, let's run it back. Right? Um, And so the the christmas story is an awesome story but it's also a call to to work right it is it's a call and, to go ahead
0: oh no i i just reminded of a, a thing that augustine a hippo said and it kind of piggy piggybacks on what you just talked about that he said we should always be preaching the gospel and sometimes use words
1: absolutely you don't, you know, I, I can remember sitting in my youth group in Terre Haute was so young, right, at the, the last church I was at. Um, hold on just a second.
0: Andy sneezed. Sorry, I have, to, I have to sneeze. Um, the play-by-play. Youth,
1: Terre Haute, the last church I was at, was so young. You know, I started that youth group, or when I started that church, that youth group, there were three kids, two right. sixth-graders and seventh-graders they had no clue how to share the gospel and they really didn't comprehend what the gospel was. Right. And So after we started to comprehend what the gospel was, you know, so how are we sharing this with our neighbors? How are we sharing this with our friends? Well, I don't, I don't know how. It's all about action. It doesn't have to be in words.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, some of the, some of the things that I can remember when I would go and hang out in the lunchroom at, at the middle schools and the high schools was there was always that table with one or two kids sitting alone. They weren't talking to each other, and they were excluded from everything. And that's at every middle and high school, right? When you get to the, get to the age where you can start picking what table as you sit in, right? There's always that table where just one or two kids are sitting because they don't really have anybody else. And so I would always go to those tables. Hey, what's going on? Right, and then I would always tell my kids, maybe invite those kids to your table.
0: Sure. Well, I don't know. Hospitality.
1: Yeah, I don't know what my friends would say. Well, fine, don't invite them to your table. Invite yourself to their table. Mm -hmm. People are going to see that. They're going to follow suit in some way, shape, or form. Right. You don't have to always use words to show Christ's love.
0: You know, and I, I think about what I just read—the the song of Simeon. But I I want to break it down a little bit more. And if I go to the ESV, um, it, it changes a little bit from it doesn't change it, but they use a word that I, I think breaks it down a little bit better for us than what I read. And starting in verse thirty, he says, "For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples." And in verse thirty-two, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And I think this is the first this is the first time it's spoken that the messiah has come and he's not just for the jews he's not just for israel but he's also for the gentiles and this man who's been in this in the temple this is when jesus gets presented at the temple eight days later for his circumcision this man's been in the temple you know they don't know how old he is the other prophetess that's in there anna I mean, it's estimated she's 104, 105 years old. And we just know that Simeon's old. And he's basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically declaring, God, you could take me home now. You know, I'm holding up this chubby baby. Cause let's face it, if we go to our nativity scenes, this newborn is a very plump six month old. <laughs> yes. And then he's being held up, but he holds up this baby and declares, you know, that, that he is the Messiah. And it's still funny that they didn't get it. No, this old man got it, who probably's not educated. Um, you know, again, we know Mary got it. We know Joseph, we assume Joseph got it. We don't know whole we don't know a whole lot about him. Um, but yeah, they, they just they didn't get it. It the wasn't the right messiah. Assume,
1: the people that you would assume wouldn't get it throughout the gospels are the ones that get it. The old man who was uneducated. You know, mom and dad get it because they're mom and dad, right? And they're like, "Oh, it's my baby," right? And then, then you, ha- you know, I think we talked about this on a couple episodes ago, and I preached on it a couple, you know, while back. The the when Jesus tells her, you know, I can't give the kids food to the dogs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's using a parable to teach, and the other disciples are like, "Oh, Jesus is a savage," yeah. and then she answers in the parable. And it's like yeah but even the dogs eat the crumbs from the kids
0: yeah she got it she got it the woman at the well the, the, the samaritan the woman cross. at the well got it the thief on the cross got it you know
1: alistair begs i i love that you know that was i preached a funeral not too long ago and i used that alistair beg thing you know now is the time to accept christ It's like the, and you may say that you're not worthy, but let's look at the thief on the cross, where the thief on the cross showed up at the gate and the gatekeeper's like, who told you you could be here? Well, the guy in the middle cross. Yeah. And so he got it. And so it's, it's so odd to me that these devout people just, they didn't get it. They've had every clue and every, you know, every opportunity to get it. And it's even being told to them in the beginning by by Simeon. Like, this is the Messiah. Yeah, I don't get it. What's that mean? He's not not on a horse. He doesn't have a sword. He's not, you know, he's not owning people. He's not crushing people. This isn't the Messiah.
0: And you think about it, like there are some folks down the line who we assume got it. I think we think of like, joseph of arimathea i think you can think he got it just from his actions after christ's death um and and you, even nicodemus to some extent like having that one-on-one interaction with jesus in the night when he tells him john 3 16 um you know i mean he got he got the one-on-one lesson and and we don't really know we don't really know what happened to him right you know you think about old testament characters right that that you know understood it even more than than the 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 heroes of the faith right you think of Hagar you know Abraham's you know Sarah's um Sarah's servant who who births Ishmael with with Abraham like she's the first person in the Bible to use God's personal name in the woods and even uh Nebuchadnezzar when he comes out of the woods after all his his time of depravity and, and insanity I think he finally You know, in my opinion, I think he finally got it. He wasn't just using those words that he used time after time to placate Daniel and then go back on his own ways. I think he finally understood who God was and who God is.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, Andy, I really hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. And I want you to know that you mean the world to me. I don't even have the words. I like to talk, but I don't have the words to tell you how much you mean to me and your family means to me. So, I uh I hope you all enjoy your Christmas. And next year, we'll, we're we're going to have Christmas together. Some point next year, we're going to have a live Hillbilly and a hip and the hipster.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a resolution that we'll talk about. <laughs>
0: that's right. I don't make resolutions. Uh, that's a goal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a goal. There we go. That's a goal that we're going to have a few live episodes. Um, you know, maybe we'll write a book. It might be a, like a three-page kids book, but maybe we'll write a book. It'll be a picture book. <laughs> That's it. No words, just pictures. It'll be a picture book and
0: half the book will be a journal for you to write your own thoughts. <laughs>
1: But yeah, no, we we definitely love you. You know, we look forward to the time that we can uh, be, in, you know, see each other in person again. I know uh, that that my oldest was talking about missing you and wanting to, to talk to you. So, uh, you know, we we definitely love you and and hope you have a good Christmas out in the uh, the snowy west or eastern San Francisco. area. Well, we don't have any snow in. yet.
0: It's just cold.
1: <laughs> it's cold. See. It's cold and I I said the other night like if it's going to be cold at least give me snow. Yes,
0: uh, I would much rather have snow than the actual like sub zero frigidness where it's unbearable to it's be gonna outside. If it's
1: going to be sub zero, at least give me snow that I can go throw snowballs at people.
0: Name yes, so I've got I've got something to look at.
1: Right. It's it's so beautiful. But anyway, I love you man. Merry Christmas to our listeners.
0: Merry right. Christmas you. Merry uh, hit Christmas! us up on Twitter. That's right. Uh, it? It's at Hill Hipster Pod on Twitter, and you can email us. Um, the email address is hillhipsterpod at gmail.com. And to all of you, we're, we're I know if I could if I could speak for Andy, we're grateful for those of you that download this and listen, and and have uh, those of uh, those of you have interacted with us. And I just my prayer for you all is that the may the Lord uh, bless you and keep you this Christmas season.
1: Amen. Have a good Christmas, guys. We'll see you next year.
0: Be blessed.